Hello everybody and welcome to Show Hoppers Lost Season 1 Episode 10 Raised by Another. I'm Kurt, joined by Mr. Sal. Hello! And uh, spoiler, spoiler warnings for Lost up until now and for the leftovers for all of Season 1. Minor spoiler warnings, probably nothing too bad. Mr. Sal, yes. what are your thoughts on this episode? Well, so you know... Wait, I'm going to stop you actually immediately after he's... <laughs> I'm going to... My prediction... Yes. My my lost prediction, patent pending phrase, lost prediction is better than the last. You liked it more than saw uh the Saeed battle one, but you didn't like it as much as the Sawyer episode. Okay. And you're gonna you're but you really liked it because you like what they did with Claire and you liked you loved what they did at the ending, all the stuff they did, and so you're gonna give it a grand eight out of ten. I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. Oh, even better. <laughs> yeah. No, I loved this episode. Um, in fact, I I considered whether this is my favorite episode of the series so far or Confidence Man remains in that top spot. Um, ultimately, it comes down to what we talk about all the time. Uh, are you a plot guy or are you a character guy? And, and I'm more of a character guy. Uh, so I, I'm going to stick with confidence man as my top and my top spot of the series so far, because that's my favorite character episode, but this is by far my favorite plot episode. Well, we'll see if talking about it changes anything, but oh, I'm, I, I love this episode. It's, it's so good in ways you don't expect, especially because it's the Claire episode, right? Mm-hmm. You, you think, nah, you know, it's Claire and nothing yeah. against Claire, which is, you know, we don't know her very well. And that's how it is with almost, it feels like not every bottle episode of some you're kind of hyped about. Yep, Sawyer, Locke, Jack, yep. even right. Like these are main ca- these these characters either are big or they're pretty interesting, and yeah. I'm really excited for their bottle episode. But there's a lot of gems in there, a lot of gems in the smaller ones. Uh, yep. I think too. Claire's no exception to the rule. Oh, I'm, there's there's more plot in this episode than there was even in last episode with Saeed's episode when he met. Danielle Russo, like yeah, there, there's more plot in this episode, which is like, this this is a this is so dense. And what I really like about this episode is they don't show Saeed instantly, right? I, right. I, I your main thought is okay. Well, Saeed's gonna be a big pivotal part of this episode. At least yeah. that's what my thought was when I first watched the series. Like this next episode will probably be, you know, Saeed's gonna he's he's gonna he'll bring like waves of a plot. But no, he doesn't come to like the very end. <laughs> yeah, he stampers in. It's a great episode, and I'm glad. I'm glad you really liked it. It's a nine out of ten for me. Stel- it stellar really episode. It's a nine nine for you as well. Nine out of ten for me. Yeah. Oh, so. Man, yeah. This is this is good stuff. I, I was on the edge of my seat in this episode. Oh, there's there's one thing that upset me, but upset me in a good way, right? It's okay. Uh, and oh, we'll get we'll get to it when we get to it because I I know I won't forget it. So. Oh. Uh, are you ready to go? Oh, actually, before we even go, I do want to know overall flashback thoughts. Not you don't don't give me anything like just. Did you like the flashback? Did you not like the flashbacks? Oh, I loved these flashbacks. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I think they especially uh they're pretty okay and good in the first few, right? But like, oh, they really it really gets going in the last few flashbacks. I, mean, I so so I have to say that I don't think this episode. I think this episode certainly furthers Claire's character. But I don't think it does for Claire what Confidence Man did for Sawyer or what 
tabula rasa did for kate or yeah. even what the moth did for charlie i i think it furthers her character but i i, I don't think that i don't think that's the point of these flashbacks these flash, flashbacks were jaw dropping from a plot perspective mm-hmm. certainly this might be the least informative flashback episode in terms of character we've seen there's still some for claire yeah i understand her character a little bit better mm-hmm. i don't think that like i wasn't blown away by the character development of claire in this episode which is mm-hmm. maybe the only reason why i don't give this a 10 uh because i was knocked over by the character development of confidence man or in confidence man of oh. sort so it's hard to top something like that that's, that's great it, it is it is so oh, i'm i'm glad that lost the gift that still keeps giving every oh, once in a while. Yeah. this this episode is i i it was very very hard for me not to start the next episode after watching this one yes that is that is very true <laughs> yeah. oh, we'll get to that when we get to that so yes. let's start claire uh, it's night she wakes up here's a baby crying she doesn't even yeah. seem to be pregnant anymore so probably surmised by now did you, did you guess she was in a dream i assumed that she was in a dream or because you can see the cave in the background right yes yes i was gonna yeah i said this is not a flashback because there's the cave so this must be a dream yeah All right. and then she goes and she finds your favorite character or at least used to be sawyer's now surpassed him for the time being i guess but Locke. <laughs> and he's dealing car did you see what he's doing I, I thought these were tarot cards. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Which makes a lot cards. of sense given her flashbacks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and Claire asks him, what's happening? Locke's like, you know what's happening. Uh, he was your responsibility to... He was your responsibility. Yep. Uh, to everyone else. No, but you gave him away. Yeah, there you go, yeah. But you gave him away. Uh, and you pay the price now. Everyone right. pays the price now. Everyone. Okay, that's, I, I miswrote my notes. I was like, why is there this everyone? <laughs> yes, yeah, okay. Everyone pays the price now. Yeah. So this 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 little snippet from from Locke doesn't really make much sense from no. the beginning, obviously. But when you well, hear that that he's got the black and white eyes. Uh-huh. So one eye is completely black and the other is completely white. So so it's very creepy. It's very creepy. But he's, I mean, at the end of this episode, this is a very meaningful thing. So, uh, do you want do you want to talk about this quote or his his little thing now, or do you want to talk about the end? Uh, well, I don't want to talk about the quote necessarily, uh, because the, I think we're meant to be confused by the quote right now. Oh, surely, yeah. But my my big question about this is why is it Locke that she's seeing here? That's a good question. Why why is Locke who she sees? Well, uh, there's a few things we know. Uh, Locke is the island man, so the island's trying to talk to Claire. Maybe they'll do okay. it through Locke and her dreams. But another reason could be, you know, Locke is actually a kind of scary person. To, you know, we heard, like, Jack, when he first heard of Locke's knives and whatnot. Like, ah, oh, what a weird guy. Just, who brings a suitcase full of knives onto I love, a plane? I love Hurley trying to get away from Locke. While yeah. Oh, it. yeah, oh, that's so funny. So good. But, um, but I guess... So maybe she's just thinking, kind of freaked about... out by Locke? Thinking about the flashbacks, though, I think it would have made a great deal of sense if this had been the psychic. Oh yeah, yeah. If it had been the palm reader, it would have yeah. been. That would have been good. That would have been good. But that would have been better, actually. I would have liked that a lot. Well, I, 
I think right now I would have liked that better to see to to that if that had been the psychic. But depending on what they do with Locke's character, the, I, I I don't think I'm going to forget this, and and I I want to keep revisiting it from for a while to, to see if it eventually makes sense why it was Locke. Mm-hmm. But you know, oh by the way. I know why Claire is having these night terrors. Why? <gasps> the sea urchins has sea urchin? that. <laughs> like eons ago. Okay, there you go. You can have that one. She has these night terrors because of the sea urchins. Now we know. That happened like a month ago, but. So uh, she kind of goes, finds the crib. There's like a broken airplane. Uh, what do you call those little toys? Mobium. Mobiums. There you go. Mobile. Mobile. Okay. Mobile. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And you know, her baby's under a ton of blankets and then she finds blood there. Yeah. And then she wakes up and now oh well first when she wakes up she's like swinging, right? She's like madly yeah. flailing, screeching. Yeah. And Charlie tells her you were sleepwalking. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, but why is there blood on your hands? And we yeah. get the intro. So what were your thoughts when you saw the blood on your hands? Uh, I thought for sure that she had, was having the baby or was having a miscarriage. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. I'm yeah. assuming that's what you want. Which is, want you to think uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, when they the, when there's a crib that's filled with blood and no baby, I, it's pretty clear indicator there's a miscarriage happening. But um, so th- that that was a subversion of expectations for sure. That I thought for sure she was having the baby or a miscarriage. Yeah, and it wasn't like a super unfair one. Cause it's not like, it's like oh it yeah yeah because well sometimes when people subvert your expectations it's like super unfair like if if the next scene Jack's passing her up it's like wow it's so weird you got a bunch of berries on your hands right oh yeah. <laughs> I would be like okay come on guys why is that <laughs> yeah that, that would be garbage yeah that's terrible but it's oh, okay your fists were so tight you stabbed your palms with your fingernails yeah that okay I'll accept that that's a good one absolutely so. Uh, Jack patches up Claire's hands, kind of helps heal her, and kind of talks to her and tries to get an understanding of uh, her medical condition, how close she is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's in her third trimester. She he was even shocked that he could, she could fly. And Jack suspects that she's gonna have the baby. He says later on, not too later on, within two weeks, at least like two weeks, like being about higher end of his estimate, like a week or two. Yeah, and actually. You know, he he says your OBGYN let you yeah fly this close to being full term, and Claire's like yes, yeah. <laughs> which we we realize something's up right there. Yeah, I think we questioned it earlier in the series on why is she on a plane this pregnant. You you know you're not supposed to fly when you're very right. You know, you're very pregnant for obvious reasons. I guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, what if you have you go into labor and in, you know over the Atlantic Ocean? Is it harder to give birth well, in lower it. pressure? Or is it easier? I know, I know, I know. Like planes are pressurized. Pressure. But... I was just thinking of space. Is it easier to have a child in space? No, that's not what I meant. I, I meant. But is it though? Space. It's a spatial issue. Oh yeah, I understand that. Oh, I understand the difficulties of having a baby on a plane. Besides the the difficulty of pushing the baby, yeah. I, no. I don't know if it's easier or harder to have a baby in space. I, I don't know if it's been done. I don't think it's been done. I don't think they've ever sent a pregnant person into space. But is it easier or harder? I feel like it'd be. My main thought goes, 
I don't even know where it goes. Is it just equally as hard? I would think so. I'm trying to think. Because it's not like these gravity to help you when you're getting... I don't know. I mean, unless they put you upside down, gravity is going to... It's going to be harder in space. You think so? Well, it's not like when you get burst, you don't get it like right side really up. Gravity, gravity. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Gravity yeah. doesn't really come into the the situation. I feel like because when we, you know, person's laying down and then they give birth. Yeah. So I don't uh, think gravity's even an issue. Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> these are these are these are questions that only you'll get here on the Showhoppers podcast. We we push science where science doesn't go. Yeah. Who knew? If I push it. We we simply ask questions that we are the fifty third person in the world to ask. We're still I mean, in the first hundred. Who knew we were going to be talking about space birthing? During the I did. I planned on it. It's in my notes right here. Oh, okay. Well, curtain. Oh, that'd be terrible. Not actually terrible, but no. Didn't I? That would be great. Speaking be of um, notes, in my notes, we have a flashback. The first one. Yes, those. that's what it says in my notes, too. That's amazing. We both take very excellent notes. Great minds think alike. <laughs> So in the first flashback we meet Thomas. Um yep. the, the so now we found the father of the baby. Yeah, what a and nice guy. He definitely seems like a nice guy in this one, right? So uh, Claire is panicking and Thomas is panicking as well, right? He's both of them yeah. seem they don't want uh Claire to be pregnant. They're like, Are you sure he's like, Are you sure that's a test? Is that pink? She's like, Yeah, it's pink and Claire's crying, she's very upset. But yep. after after the kind of realization that a baby is coming. Thomas stops denying that this pregnancy test is faulty. Signing yeah. anything, he's like uncle having like some sort of cancer. And he really did have that cancer. I don't know. <laughs> some, there's something funny. I can't remember. Yeah, that, that. That, that was yeah. It was like you know those tests are not always reliable. Look at my uncle. You know he was got tested for whatever it was thyroid cancer whatever. And because like, he had that, he did he died. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Ah, uh-huh, so good. But uh, you see, once he accepts the reality of the situation he kind of is okay with having a baby and claire is still really kind of want the baby but thompson's like hey think about what we can do we can do this yeah i believe we can do it and she kind of walks claire back into the idea of hey let's raise we can raise this baby together so yeah uh so i I do want to ask you we know claire's Seemingly single, right? I know you believe that Saeed had a wife for the longest time, foolishly. I think he never yeah, said he had a know. wife. I don't know what would have You just bought it hook, line, sinker. You're just a sheep. But Claire is seemingly single. Yep. What do you think happened to Thomas? At this point. I mean, obviously you know what happens later on. But at this point, what did, what did you think? Or did you, were you not thinking about that at all? Um, You know, I, I guess I, I thought that either they broke up or that she was lying that they are actually we're still together yeah my, my idea is like maybe one of them leaves each other maybe thomas dies somehow this causes her to fly like mm-hmm. i know one of my since i know she's super pregnant and she's flying my thought was maybe thomas something happened to him in la maybe he died in la or something mm-hmm. happened but then it like clears that morning really at all so they never got to LA though. Yeah, but, that, but that's why she's flying there. Oh, oh, I see. You know, it's interesting. I, I I don't know why I was thinking about this because we know we see Claire in Sydney, and most of the characters we see in their flashbacks, we see them in Sydney. For example, uh, Kate we saw in Sydney. 
Jack we saw in Sydney, Charlie we saw in Sydney, Locke we saw in Sydney. Um, but we did not see, we have no idea why Saeed was in Sydney. And we don't know why Sawyer was in Sydney either. Yeah, like I said, I, they, they're getting more and more away from the airport stuff, right? Yeah. And it's fine, and we will still see flashbacks to bring them back to the yeah. airport. Those, okay. those are the only two so far, because I, Claire, Claire, we know why she was there. So, um, But those are the only two so far that, that we have not seen in Sydney. So I assume we, we have more to come with Saeed flashbacks and Sawyer flashbacks. Yeah, they do get more flashbacks. Definitely Saeed, and I'm almost very confident. I'm pretty sure most characters get at least two out of episodes. So. Okay. Rest assured, we got another Sawyer one. You know, next week we're getting another Jack one, for better or worse. Uh, <laughs> our first <laughs> double. First double yeah. dipping. Not yeah. everyone's even had a bottle episode yet. Look at Jack cutting the line. Not everyone's had one yet. And he's having Boone, two. Shannon. One, yeah, wouldn't want to share pizza with that guy. Seriously. Wouldn't be a lot of sharing. Would be him having two and me not having one yet. <laughs> <laughs> but. Is it, uh, but yeah, Boone Shannon, Rose, if she still exists, which I'm telling you, Rose does still exist. They will show Rose again. You've kind of built her up. <laughs> Listen, I'll be honest, I didn't realize Rose is a god for this long. She's had like two scenes in this entire series so far, so. I really, uh, I, cause I know, I know she has just, I, She's like she's part of a plot of one episode, and so I just thought that episode would be sooner, but it hasn't. So I just don't know. We haven't we haven't had an episode for Hugo yet. Yeah, Hurley. I was expecting a Hurley one before a double, but yeah, Hurley. We'll 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 get to know more Hurley too. Uh, people we haven't really seen yet. I I don't know if you count Jin as part of Sons. I I, I would kind of yeah. count that. I'd count that. I'd count that. Mike and Walt though they haven't had. Oh one. yeah, that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, there you go. So not everyone's gotten a bottle one. People will get bottle episodes, so don't fret too much on that. Okay, I won't. <laughs> don't don't stay up at night. Anything else you want to talk about this first flashback? No, that's that's it for this one. Okay, okay. So uh, we see Jack and Kate. Uh, Kate was like walking into the ocean, sinking. Whatever she does. And have you ever done that? No, wait. Do you have you done that? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, I I did not know people like to sink. No. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> I will try that now next time yeah. I ever go to a beach. Cool. <laughs> There's uh they talk about uh, who do you think's winning the tug of war? Jack Sawyer. I mean, we don't want to see any Sawyer Kate. I'm so. I'm so over that love triangle. This is one of the <laughs> one of the things that is kind of driving me nuts about Lost is like how come Jack and Kate are on such good terms now? Well, listen. Well, well. Here, let's 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 talk about this. Uh. So, Kate is still worried about Saeed, and it's been a week since he's been out. Okay, yeah. that means the last time we saw her talk about Saeed, it was two days that he's been out. So it's been five days since the last episode. I thought it was three, went. but whatever. Oh, was it three? Okay, sorry. Then it's been four days. Four to five days. It's been since yeah, the last okay. episode. We can surmise. I mean. Yeah. The last time we saw Kate and Jack interacting, Kate was like all up in his grill about forcing Saeed to torture Sawyer, and uh, which he didn't, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> but no, 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 that wasn't the last thing. The last thing was them golfing. 
and her also enjoying the golf and yucking yeah, it in. There was no interaction between Jack and Kate in the, in the golf thing. Yeah, they were, because Kate came and thought it was Jack's idea to golf. And Jack's like, no, it was Hurley's idea. Yeah, they were, like, talking about... No, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> they, did, they did talk. They nicely. could have put the golf in, like, episode two, and it would have been the same thing, so... Yeah, but you didn't get to know all these nice characters so far. And if there wasn't the golf, we wouldn't see Sawyer integrating himself in better with the group. Which, by the way, they, they kind of do again. Yeah, Sawyer's kind of in... It's just so many characters in Lost. They, they do put some on the back burners per episode, oh, yeah. which I'm okay with. And yeah, I'm fine with it. Sawyer's certainly on the back burner for this episode. Which is fine. I mean, this was... That was my problem with the end of The Sopranos. By the, by the end of The Sopranos, they had so many characters, and... these characters would get a whole episode of their own and then you wouldn't see them like literally would not see them again for like four episodes and it'd be like you i what the heck is happening right now like at least in lost sawyer is on the back burner but you still see him you know he still does stuff it's just not substantial that's all okay yeah it's nice to have little nods yeah it's like okay forget about this person it's just yeah. Sorry. No, you're good. And uh, Jack shares his idea that the baby is soon. Okay. Yeah. And not really much to talk on there, I think. Uh, just the fact that it's not its not like, oh, that's neat. It, it's its like this look of dread shared between oh. them. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean they're, they're would both... you be happy? I, I don't think any, it's a very stressful thing for the baby to come, obviously. Uh, yeah. And we, we hear more Jack talk about that later. Or yeah. Different things. Now we're, we see Charlie and Claire uh, again together, and Charlie brings her some tea, and Charlie talks about his dreams. Now I want I want to pause here and talk about how I hate when people talk about their dreams to me. I oh. absolutely hate it. It is the worst. It is not a good topic of conversation. Nine times out of ten, okay, maybe once. I I can't even think of an example in my head. What's even worse is when. Yeah, yeah. What's even worse is when people think it's cool to because I'm part of their dreams. Like, well, Kurt, you were there. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't. I don't care. I was there, man. It. It. It's fine. They're like, you were there. You were in the car. They were in the car. And man, there was a T Rex falling. It's a dream. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. There's no, there's no reason for me to care. Like, unless the the one time I was intrigued is someone was like, oh, you. I had a dream when you did that. Like, said that phrase right there. I'm like, oh, that's deja vu. Even that was. It was just like a. It was a one sentence thing they said, right? Yeah. I was like, okay, that's fine. This, but don't don't entail me. Don't tell me like a cool story of your dream because it's not a cool story. It's it's a very boring. I'm sorry to, if there's anyone listening that does this. Stop. I'm sorry. Just stop yeah. doing it. It's not that interesting. Have you ever watched? It's a Netflix series called After Life. No. It's a Ricky Gervais series. It's it's oh, a, a, co- a comedian, right? Yeah, I mean, it is simultaneously laugh out loud funny and like cry out loud heartbreaking it's unbelievable it's a really great series but he does a bit in in that series where he criticizes a co-worker for talking about her dreams it's like there's nothing more boring in the world than hearing somebody else talk about their dreams i don't care like yes see yeah yeah so anyway but charlie starts talking about his dreams here yes okay now but now that we've gone past i just just had informed listeners 
Yeah, public service announcement. Yeah, public Don't service tell other people about your dreams. Yeah, do not tell people about your dreams. You can, you can say, oh, I had a dream last I had a weird dream last night. That's fine. You don't have to go in depth. You if, you to... if you're going to tell someone about your dreams, I think that you have about a 10-second window to yeah. do so. Yeah. You, if you can't say it in 10 seconds, then just don't. Yeah, you, you, you only got a limited time window. You can't talk about the story going on and on and on. There can't be, like, a whole plot structure going yeah. on, exposition. No, so yeah. before I tell you about this, I got to tell you about my cousins, which are part <laughs> of the dream, because they're, they're important for this. Like, no, no, you can't have, it can't be a whole story. It's got to just be, if there's anything, to, I, even, I'm scared of giving anyone that, Mr. Cell. I don't want to, like, I'd rather just err on the side of caution. If you don't know how to properly do it, don't talk about your dreams. <laughs> Yes. Anyway, Claire is defensive about her being okay because Charlie, um, you know, is talking about her, uh, his dreams, and Claire's like, "I'm, I am okay, you know, I'm, I'm fine," and she's very defensive throughout the entire episode. Yeah. Now, because I, I, I feel terrible for Charlie here. It seems like he, you know he wants to be her friend, and she. Oh, how did you surmise that? And he says, I could be your friend. So, yeah. you know. I, I, I want to talk about how weird that kind of was through that interaction. It definitely I, I could be your friend. I was like, aren't you guys already friends? Like, did you convince her to come to you? You guys shared a jar of fake peanut butter. If that's not friendship, I don't know what is. That's a really good point. Yeah. I, I, I would feel like if anyone on the island asked Claire, do you have any friends on the island? I felt like she would say Charlie. Yeah. But, I but, I, but the way Charlie's like, I could be your friend. This in... I'm trying to think what grade this was second grade in second grade i just don't know i remember this there, there was a kid he long since moved away i just know his name is raymond i don't know his last name or anything just his name was raymond and he was i don't know i think we just talked once for a day it was like during the beginning of second grade right mm-hmm. and so we talked and then i asked him you want to be friends and he's like yeah and it's the only time i've ever asked someone if they want to be friends <laughs> in my whole life because i don't understand I, it just kind of happens i feel like if you're friends with someone you don't ask do you wish to be friends why sure I do. That's that's funny. You're right, and, and and I don't think there was a need for Charlie to say this. Yet he does, and it turns out that he had cause for concern here. Apparently, because... well, I think I um, I think because Claire, I think I think because the way he said it, I think Claire. Well, first she hesitated, but I think Claire is realizing what is going on here because obviously Charlie. Wants to be more than friends, right? Yes. So I think that's what made Claire stumble more than just being friends. Because I think she's okay. really fine being friends with Charlie. Because here's here's the other thing that, that we need to uh, try to figure out. Why doesn't Claire want to be close with Charlie? Is it because the psychic said that that she must raise this baby and nobody else can raise this baby? That, that, that could be one. And that that's what I wonder if that was it too. Because I, I knew watching the episode with the psychic told her and st- the palm reader and whatnot. So I was, I was, I was cognizant of that. Of I was going to ask you too about that. You, yeah, you've gotten that already. I mean, I guess that's the only reason why she doesn't want to be close with Charlie. Maybe it. Maybe, maybe she just you know after what Thomas did to her, which we'll talk about in the next flashback. She's yeah. a bit more. You know, yeah, she's just not ready for another relationship because. Oh, you know, it's probably been a few months. I don't know how long they were together for. I don't know how much he feels about that. But you know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of different reasons why. But yeah. Yeah. There's, I I do think the pump reader could definitely be a good reason why he hesitated and didn't give, like, a full answer. Yeah. So, but yeah, Charlie kind of gets 
upset. He says he's not upset, but he kind of promptly leaves. <laughs> so I think he was kind of upset about oh, yeah. her slow yeah. answer. So, uh, second. Uh, do you want to say anything else on that? No, I'm good. Okay. Second flashback. We. Claire is very eager that uh, she's very eager about Thomas to her friend, and they're going to see a palm reader. Uh, once she's there, and the man starts reading her palms. You know, he really he knows of the baby. Okay, yeah. uh, Claire's and Claire's like, oh, I've only known it for about two days. Uh, he asked her, how long have you known? Right. The palm reader then reads her palms and just starts shaking. And just gets so scared of her, or just this reading he's seeing, just like refunds her, gets up, and just tells her to leave. Like, go. Yeah. Yeah. So this is this is either how you know that a psychic is for real, or how you know that a psychic is trying to get even more money. Oh yeah, that's what I, was, I was thinking too. I'm like, this yeah. is we just saw Confidence Man two times ago. This is exactly. pretty good. <laughs> this is a pretty good yeah. ring, right? Yeah. Have him once. And they, you, you have them once, and if you give them a bad reading, they don't come back. Or you let them go once, and then they come back, and you charge them more for their terrible reading. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah. how did you feel, man? Okay, you, well, were, before we talk about that, I just wanted to mention that it is extremely rare in television and movies to see a male psychic. That's true. Yeah, they're almost always female. So it was I. I was just assuming I was about to see a female. So when the male came out, I was like, "Whoa, there's a male psychic. That's a little weird." And then I started thinking, "Have I ever seen a male psychic in anything else ever?" I don't think you? about that. Not on TV shows. Now I've seen them. You know, James Randi. I, I don't. Oh really? Okay. Well, he, he, I saw um, a reality show. No, no, no. He's not a reality. He's like a. Kind of like a, I don't know if he's a sign scientist. He's a magician by trade, but that's not what he did. And he's still alive. He's very old now. But he would he would debunk uh, psychics basically, okay. or, and that like supernatural work. Like I think he had he offered a million dollars. He used to have a show, and he offered a million dollars if you could come on a show and prove that you have some sort of supernatural ability under his testing conditions, and then. Mm-hmm. Work out. I, I mean, he never gave up the million, so I never worked under his testing conditions no. and audience, but yeah, very interesting stuff to watch. But well, the the only other yeah. place that I've seen a male psychic, I, I found I could I came up with one other show where I've seen a male psychic. You, you're not going to believe what show it is. I'm, I'm really Is it a left? If it's the leftovers, the leftovers, <laughs> Damon Lindelof, he's, he loves the male psychics, yeah, and. That male psychic happens to be a palm reader. In fact, the palm plays heavily in season two of The Leftovers. The palm is a good way to read. It's, it's unbelievable. It's like, okay. So Lindelof's got a thing for male psychics, apparently. Because male palm reading psychics. Yeah, this is the only place that I've ever seen a male psychic. It's just on Lindelof, Lindelof shows. Anyway, um, I, I, it was impressive that he knew about the baby. Because that's not a lot of times. It's not even visible either. Right. Psychics, um, you know, false psychics uh, just usually play off of general uh, general statements. Yeah, they say a general thing and they try to go another way. And they try to to rapid fire general statements too, especially in the beginning to find something just so they can 
yeah get some ground but yeah saying yeah but this, how long has it been or, yeah how long have you known about the baby like that's yeah. pretty specific so that really grabs your attention right there and then the fact that he refunds her and asks her to leave is also pretty indicative that he's like i said he's either the real deal or he's trying to get even more money the next time yeah so just makes him more extreme either he's yep super real or super fake but the fact that he does that right after talking about the baby is a pretty solid indicator that this guy might be for real yeah because he at least gave one proper yep. reading yeah so anything else you want to talk about that flashback no that that but it was i mean it was impressive it was striking oh yeah definitely uh okay. there we go. well it's funny because every time there are these flashbacks and we get new characters I'm always skeptical of the new characters, especially if I don't recognize the actor. Uh-huh. Like, I, don't, I don't think I've recognized any of the flashback ter- character actors yet. But this is this is one where I was like, "Oh, it's a, this, uh, I don't want to learn about a new character. This guy is this is weird." And then by the end of the scene, I was like, "Wow, this guy is like more <laughs> just half the characters on the island." So, <laughs> I love the oh yeah the, the palm reader. <clears throat> I love the palm reader, dude. He's, he's incredible. He's great. He's a great. He guy. has a name, by the way, Richard Malkin. Yeah, they talk about his name. I just call him palm reader, though, because I already had him when I was palm reader. I was like, nah, he's okay. still palm reader. Okay. But, <clears throat> uh, yeah, he was important enough that they did, they did give his name, as they did with other characters that we'll hear about later. That they did keep making sure they did in the last episode. I hope you remembered his name. I I pointed it out. Locke's new friend. As a name, we'll get to it later. Oh yeah, oh, that wasn't a flashback though. That was oh no no, no that wasn't. But yeah, I also like well like the flashbacks and losses. I they're, they're, except for the Saeed one, they always get me to really like the characters in the flashbacks, or at least you know care about what's going on in the flashback with the other yep. characters and stuff. They're they're really good about that because you know it's a flashback, you don't have as much time. And you're doing the present, obviously. They're only taking up what maybe like seven minutes of the whole episode. Yeah, you're right. Pretty good tale on that. In almost every case, it's 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 gone a long way toward getting uh, me to get on board with most of these characters, except for House of the Rising Sun. That's your own fault, though. So continue (laughs) on. Uh, No, you're good. Claire sleeping and then awakes to a hand over her mouth. She starts screeching for help. Right. Uh, Ah, and people, you know, Jack and Charlie, Hurley, they all come running. And she felt someone hold her down, but then he ran away. Charlie rushes to go. You know, he's like, Hurley, come with me. Let's go search the nearby caves. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And Jack Jack was actually trying to get Charlie to stop. Do you remember that? He was like, hey, wait, let's calm down. But Charlie just is off. Yep. <laughs> he's off for the races before then. And so at this point, actually, here, I'll, I'll talk a little more. So Jack and Mike question Claire, like the culprit. And Claire just claims the man had a needle and was trying to hurt her baby and tried poking her in their stomach but there was no stomach mark either yep at this point what are you thinking is well it in it's in her head obviously we saw her dream the night before or is it real well I'll, I'll tell you first of all I, I i already know who it was it was Jin. he's ah, trying yes because yeah he well he tried the sea urchin he's like Damn, yeah he was trying to sea finish didn't work she is urchin started exactly so oh boy when i'm right about this i'm gonna i'm gonna rub it in so much anyway <laughs> I'll wait till the end of the lost, and then I'll. Yeah, I'm. I, I know I'm not going to be right about this. Anyway, I, I'm going. No, no, to... no, 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 no! You can't hedge your bets like that. 
You can't you can't go when I'm right I'm gonna brag Black magic. but I know I'm not right. You can't you can't hedge your bets. No 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 no. Black magic, it was Jin. So <laughs> plus he's the worst. So you know it, it, it works. But he wasn't always the worst. Yeah, but no, I I mostly assumed that this was a dream that she had and that yeah. this didn't actually happen. And that's what it seems like Mike and Jack are thinking when she's telling him that uh, these things. Mm-hmm. So uh, then we cut to Hurley and Jack and. Hurley and whoever else was looking. So there's all perimeter, couldn't find anything, and then Hurley comes to realization they have no records on the people living here. They have no census. They don't know who lives on the beach versus the caves. So he wants to create a census. Yes. What were your thoughts on this? <laughs> my favorite this is like my favorite line in the episode. He's like, My name's not Hurley. It's just yeah. a name. It's just a nickname I have I have. Why? <laughs> not telling. I know, I love that. I love how he did tell. Where do you think where do you think his nickname came from? I, uh, I, I guess Mine was his first name and his curly hair, or he was hurling. I I don't even want to think. I don't, I don't even want to think about it because I don't want to get it right and then not have that surprise one if they reveal it. Oh, okay. So, so uh, but I, I love this line, and and quite honestly, it's he a, a funny idea. character, dude. I love I love Hurley. He, he definitely is. He's he's grown on me a lot. I, I love him throughout this whole episode. Oh, he, he's so. He does, so well every scene he's like he's and, awesome and what, what i love what i love so much and obviously we'll talk about it more at the end is that the census i mean especially in the last episode we talked about how it's a network trauma yeah they have some filler plots blah 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 and yep. this kind of feels like it's gonna be mostly a filler plot right he's just going around getting census and it's well, i was liking this filler plot anyways yeah and you know, i gotta see the characters you yep. talk to lux you talk to you know, Shannon Boone talks to Sawyer. That's how Sawyer yep. gets his cameo for the episode and kind of helps characterize Sawyer a little better. Yep. Talk about that. But no, it actually pays off very big. Way. It's a so, big off in the end. So big big this, this diversion, this side story really worked for me. This is, and mm-hmm. but honestly, it makes a lot of sense. Oh, yeah. It, ma- it makes perfect sense. It's not yeah. like this makes it. There are a lot of ways you could have mucked this up. But yeah. this this is just perfect sense i yeah I, i'm with you this, this is just, it makes such a perfect sense you don't question it for anything besides just a filler slide or side plot yeah if anyone watched this thinking this is a very pivotal part hurley getting this man or not manifest but making a census you're wrong there's no way you were thinking this is a main pivotal part yeah it's just getting a census it yep. doesn't seem that big of a deal well once it shifted to the manifest i was like oh there's something that's- oh you did okay there's going to be some, I didn't know what it was going to be, but there, there was, I, I knew that the manifest would be important. Like there was going to be more to it than just Hurley's, you know, talking to people. Oh yeah, that's good. So uh, anything else you want to talk about on that? No, that that was an awesome scene though. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So uh, Charlie, I mean, this we're getting into a flashback. Uh, Charlie was like offering to watch over Claire as she sleeps. Yep. And then she comes to a flashback and it's Thomas coming home. Uh, so I, what I want to quickly know is that they look like they have a much more structured life than they did before. Oh yeah, Tom's very clear. <laughs> yeah, a much more structured life. Claire's putting on drapes. They have drapes now, did you know? And I, what I like about this flashback is they use Claire to help tell the time jumps, right? Oh yeah. By showing her baby, like how far pregnant she is. And so here she has a visible bump now. So yep. she's, it's been time now since she's seen the hand reader because it's been two days after she learned there. It's been yep. time. So, you know, Claire tells Thomas, oh, hi. The, one of her friends wants to know if we're going out. 
Yep. And Tom's just looks very bothered, and then he kind of breaks down and says, I can't do this. It's not working. Come on, Claire, you knew. It's been like three months of constant responsibilities. Uh, and... He blames her for, oh. you were supposed to be on the pill. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. he goes on that. You know, Thomas acknowledges, hey, I know what I said, but now it's real. That's not like before, now it's real. So obviously... They really Thomas is the bad guy here. They they really do oh. paint Thomas in the bad light, obviously. You know what I mean? He, yeah, well, he's that, the bad guy here. You see him the first thing, he's like, Come on, we can do this. And then three months later, I can't do this. Yeah, it, it's your fault. You're on your own and it leaves. So completely irredeemable at this point. And he's right up there with Jin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> Just uh so Claire is now on her own. Yeah. I don't think there's much to surmise from this. I do like the scenes though. Just you know, it's, I think it's I think it's well done. And I guess I, it, I, I, I wish I wish it wasn't so one-sided. Like I wish there actually was some moral ground. Like maybe if Claire, because even in this, Claire was like being so nice to Thomas right there. Like yeah. if Claire was being mean to him, then maybe at least Thomas could have like something. Like, okay, Thomas, maybe Claire is just being super. Maybe she's gotten really bad since she's, I don't know something for Thomas. But no, right. Thomas like, is literally just. In, I I can't think of a way where he's right in the situation. Right, this deterioration seems to be completely one-sided. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, but I, I guess it does inform us of Claire's mistrust of what Charlie's offers. Definitely. Oh yeah, that yeah, and that that might be a reason behind why uh, Claire doesn't really accept Charlie's offers. Oh, oh yeah. you know what I mean. The the one offer. Yep. And later offers down the road. I guess in terms of like carrying your bag this episode. So, anything else you want to talk about that flashback? No, that's okay. that's it. Well, let's talk about that lock scene real quick now. Oh, he's performing it. a census, and he goes to lock. So here's our token lock thing. We, we see him a little later on. But yeah. we, we see lock, and he's performing the census, and he asks lock for his reason for travel. Yeah. And so what did you think lock was going to say? Because you know, it's a slight pause. You know, I, I'm not sure why you lie. Oh, not lie. Why you're deceptive about that, because he could have just as easily said I was going on a walkabout. Yeah. That's Yeah, that's very true. I he, he could have I I did expect that he was going to be deceptive about it though. And I don't know why. He was... You did? Yeah, I thought he was going to be deceptive about it. I yeah, I mean he was... he, d- he doesn't lie, right? He, oh he no, just... he doesn't. But just Yeah. But he says yeah, I, I was looking for something and early asked did you find it? And he says no, it found me. <laughs> he just, stares off into the, the jungle. He looks into the woods, the, the island. Longingly into his beloved island. And Hurley quickly talks to someone else. He's like, yeah, I know I already talked to you, but I need to get away from him. <laughs> so poor Hurley. Hurley gets spooked pretty easily. He got so, spooked from Kate. Remember when he got spooked from Kate, Tabula Rasa? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, that's right. It's so funny. He's not a very brave man, but Hurley does Hurley does best. Yeah. But, you know, um, it, it got me thinking that is Locke trying to deceive Hurley or, or is are the writers trying to deceive us with John Locke? Is there is there more to his story? I'm sure there is more to his story, but is there more to his what he means by no it found me than um just I found this island where I can walk. Um oh, I, so I think he was looking for something on the walkabout per se, or do you think he was no, I don't, plan? I, um well, I'm I'm a little I'm growing a little worried that he might have 
a stronger connection with Ethan than he let on in the beginning. Oh, okay. That's a bit out of the blue there. What do you... I mean, we know they're friends. You said in the last episode, Ethan. He well, yeah. We know that they're friends from the yeah. last episode. Yeah. But, so. Like, how did they become friends? Where did they, where did he meet him? Like what? How does he like? Oh, it, why all these questions? And Ethan's just, why do I have all these questions? Yeah. Why do you have all these? Why, hey, we'll get to it later. I don't know why you have oh, all these he, questions about Ethan. He's clearly just part of the island. Yeah, I've got many many questions about Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> did you do you anyway. remember his name from last episode when I pointed it out? Only because you pointed it out. Yeah. I, yeah. It, well, I'll be honest. I I I the reason I pointed it out is because I know they eventually this thing on ethan right that oh ethan wasn't actually part of the flight right so yep. I, I wanted to make sure you knew ethan's name i didn't re- remember how much they said his name just to really make sure you remember it well i'm glad you did because i don't know that i would have made that connection otherwise but they also um i didn't realize it was this soon after they show his reveal his name that they do that i thought it was like a few more episodes down the line like they really get ethan in your hearts but no ethan this is very next episode at the very end mm-hmm. anyway uh, honorably walk. Yeah, we, we'll talk about Ethan more at the end. And yeah. In the, which I don't know how you're connected to Ethan at all. Why you just think he's the guy? But anyway, we'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Hey, Jack and Charlie. They're there on the beach. And they're talk. You know, Charlie's trying to talk about, you know, well, what if it was someone from the beach? Kate, do you know? And Jack presents his notion. Finally, says it. You kind of tell visibly how we felt. Yeah, uh, he presents his notion that maybe there was no one behind it. She's been having these dreams, and Charlie's instantly defensive. Yeah, uh, which eventually leads him to just walk off. Uh, before he walks off, though, Kate kind of you know she's okay with accepting this notion and wants to know what they should do. Jack, this is where he gives his estimate. Like two weeks or less, she's probably gonna deliver, and we have no preparation or no equipment, so. He's mm-hmm. kind of hinting at they need to start getting ready for when Claire gets pregnant, because or not pregnant, <laughs> she's pregnant when she, you know, has this baby goes into labor and gives birth, because they're not ready. If she went into labor right now, they don't have anything prepared per se. So right, and then right. yeah, then Charlie storms off because it is not all in her head, according to Charlie. Yeah. So what were your thoughts here? Who do you think's right, Jack? Charlie? Um, it's just uh, my my favorite thought was, man, the, the people like. It's very blurry who lives in the cave and who lives on the beach now. <laughs> oh, yeah, because they go back and forth. They walk back and they forth throughout the day. All the time. Like, they're, I don't know why this is such a nuisance of living one place or another. The people, you can live in the cave and just walk to the beach every day, it feels like. People try it so frequently, it seems like. Yeah, but Kate makes a big deal out of her earlier. What are you doing down here to, when she's talking to Jack? And he's like, oh, I just brought some water, picking up some fish. But it's like it, I, I, some of these people are like Mike and Walt spend more time in the cave than they do on the beach, but they were beachers. Were. I guess, maybe, are they cavers now? Do they formally swap know. over the cave? It seems like, because he, he talked about the showers in the cave. I feel like he formally swapped over. No, he did. He did, because I remember when Walt wanted to live in the caves, and he asked oh, Mike, oh. and Mike looked over at the sun and went, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah, they are formally cavers now. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. No, no, it makes sense. Never mind. They are not, he's not forcing Walt to walk the cave trek which i still i wish i would know how long the trek was i don't think they ever say oh yeah i do is. that like because then it would make me look if they said it's like an hour trek to the jungle but mm, right is it like 30 minutes is it two hours whatever don't know yeah. but it'd be nice to know it would be uh but who do you believe in this case now jack charlie do you think it 
Dream. I'm still on the this was a nightmare bandwagon. Okay. So and now we see someone getting food from a tree. Hilly wants to get his info for a census. Oh, it's not Lance. Got the name wrong. It's Ethan. Ethan. And, then, and that's about it. It's just him being more sensitive. Oh, well, uh, there, there's some stuff I loved here though. Like it, like, um, first of all, his name's Ethan Rom, which is yeah. that's a, I've never heard that as a last name. R O M Rom. Yeah, me either. So, I, I, I'm thinking, I'm trying to decipher what that must mean because I think there's some kind of importance to that name. If we get somebody else in the series whose last name is like Rem or ram then i'm gonna really i don't know i'm gonna freak out because because rom like i'm i'm wondering if this is in reference to a computer rom uh okay or i'm wondering if it's like short for romulus uh in which case i'd be looking for remus somewhere uh the the two uh, roman wolves uh but regardless like this name strikes a chord with me that I feel like there's something more to it than just that's his last name. Um, especially since they don't talk about last names much on the show. So when they give us a last name, it's like, oh, I should probably. Wait, everyone who he censused gave it. Well, John Locke didn't, but that's because Hurley already knew him. When we see Shannon, Shannon gives her last name. Well, wow. well, that's right. What was Shannon's last name? Ruth, was it Ruth DeFord? But. Thinking about the one great chemistry uh, guy. I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't remember. But like, we don't even know Kate's last name right now, do we? I think they gave Kate's last name. Or sides. We don't know. We don't even know Sawyer's first name right now. <laughs> but oh. we know. No, I'm joking. Uh, yeah, but we but we know. Uh, we know Ethan's first and last name. Well, it's because they were part of the census, though. Like we know Shannon's last name too now. I forgot it, but they said it. Okay. Uh, well, regardless, uh, I, I love how he's like, hey, "Where are you from, Ethan?" And he's like, "Ontario." He's like, "Oh, love Canada." Uh, all right, right on. Uh, great. Uh, yeah, he can't come up with anything, and <laughs> Ethan just looks like you know, yeah, there's not really anything, so don't even bother. But I mean, Ethan's looking very suspicious throughout this entire scene. Oh, so you're suspicious of Ethan? I'm suspicious of Ethan, but he also seems like his he is suspicious of Hurley taking the census. Oh yeah, he's uncomfortable. Yeah, very. Yeah, yeah. I wonder why. There's also well, this bothered me. He didn't ask Ethan for his reason for travel, which he asked Locke. Yeah. He also didn't ask Shannon that either. So I didn't know maybe because we do learn when we tell Shannon some people are upset about having to do the census. So maybe maybe he gave up on that notion. Maybe um, he just asked Locke because he was nosy and wanted to know why Locke, this crazy man with the knives, was on the plane. Oh, yeah. So I, I can chalk that up to a lot of other things, but just I just noted that. like you know, He didn't ask anyone else for the reason for travel that we saw. He only asked Locke. Yeah. Who had the most, who would have a pretty interesting response. And he yeah. Guess. But anyway, just by the by. Or maybe after he asked Locke, he got terrified to ask anyone else. That, that, that could crazy. be, too. That's, I think, the most likely explanation. <laughs> no. Oh, it is. It's Rutherford. I, I wrote it down. Shannon Rutherford. Oh, look at that. Yep. Is it, is it Rutherford or Dalton that you have a problem with? Which one is it? Oh, I'm, I am not a Dalton fan, but Rutherford is mine. Okay, okay Rutherford, yeah, because he's the one. Yeah. I don't remember now. It's been too long. Look, I'm, I'm going to stop there. So, <laughs> uh, are, you, are you good with that scene? Yep. Okay. 
So now we see Jack and Claire. And uh, Claire's very paranoid. Jack just walks in and she's like, did you find him? Do you know who did it? Right? Jack, like, tries to calm her down. Uh, you know, warns that her due date is soon. I have a mild sedative yep. to give you. And Claire's angry that Jack doesn't believe her culprit is real and wants to give her sleeping pills. Yep. Jack, Jack's reply of, no, no, it's a mild sedative. It's not true. It's a mild sedative. He's like, like really? why is that the hill you die on? Mild sedative. Yeah, it's it's a, it's very fortunate that, that he has this wide array of pharmaceuticals available to him on the island. You think you think you think having a mild sedative is I can't even say that word, but you think that's a you think that you think that's a reach too far? Nah. Nah. There's a lot of people on that plane. I'm sure he smells yeah. quite a few stuff on them. Yeah. But he does he does seem like to be like a candy man, he's just giving them out for anything. Oh sorry. <laughs> sorry. You have a bit of a headache? There you go. I don't, I don't actually think he does give them out too lightly. So. Yeah. Yeah. Just have medical equipment. wonder how long that'll last for. So hmm. Maybe that'll be a problem in one episode. Who knows? Hmm. So Claire uh, is going to leave for the beach now. You know, In her anger, she gets her things, gets up, starts walking out. And just as that, Charlie comes in and... Oh, what did you do, Jack? That. Then you get to a Claire flashback. Who? Claire yep. is back at the palm reader. Yep. And uh, you know, hey, you didn't give me a reading before. Like, give me a reading. This right is now. a really long flashback, by it the way. It is. It is really yeah. long because yeah. this one it, it goes. This one goes. Uh, is this the one where it goes back and forth? Uh, I don't know. This is not the one where it goes back and forth. Oh, that, okay. that, that's the last one. Oh, but this okay. this one. Yes, uh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. This, this one is a very long one. It says like yeah. another flashback within the flashback, or just it goes to a different time period within the same flashback. Right. So, yeah, she goes to the palm reader. He remembers her, and he will give her the reading. Uh, uh, the palm reader said he stopped because it was blurry, and blurry is bad. I don't know yeah. why I wrote that down. I just thought it was. Um, importantly, he did know that Thomas left too. Yes, yes, that is that that is yes, that is what he said to her when they started his. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, believe yeah. You know, and Thomas ain't coming back. Uh, so he informs Claire that the child must. And this is important, crucial information. He tells her this, and he you know he shakes and looks spooked again, right? As tell yep. after you know reading her palms and tells her this child must be parented solely by you, Claire. Okay. It yeah. must have your in your good your Claire's goodness must be an influence on this child. Yep. Okay. Claire plans to adopt or not adopt, but put the kid up for adoption without Thomas. But the palm reader is not having it and says, No, 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 you must raise the kid. Claire even quips about oh well, thanks, thanks for taking the two or congrats, whatever, on him taking the two hundred. Yep. And he immediately's like, No, wait, take it back. I insist. So, Mr. Self, this guy is the world's best cod man. He not only does he do it once, he does it twice he's willing to, but I don't think she, Claire doesn't actually take the money though. She does just kind of leave and kind of store, jogs out, gets out of there pretty quick. Out of, you know, she's... Yeah, it, it definitely seems like you do this twice, I I don't think you're trying to calm me anymore. I think this is for real. Yeah. And so, but before we see the next semi-flat, oh, I just another flashback but it's now in the future any thoughts on this 
Did you, yeah, what do you think he, the palm reader saw? What do you think he was thinking? right? He says there is no happy life, not for this child, not without you. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I think he must have foreseen. I it seems like he foresaw something evil in this child, like without uh-huh. without your goodness, without your spirit, this child. I didn't. It didn't. It didn't seem to me like he was saying the child will suffer or the child will be miserable. It sounded like the child will cause harm to countless people. <laughs> that's that's what it sounded like to me. So I, I like to imagine that if Claire did not raise this child, this child would like grow up to put him out of business or do something to him. Like it only affects him, yeah. and that's why. So it's just the dumbest. Yeah. I, I I'm joking about that. Like I don't think that's really it. But I like to think that this is why Claire must care for this child. Otherwise, I, I, I think it, I think that. You might be right, though. You could be right that that it was unique only to him. He's the only one who benefits from her raising the child. So, that's all. That's what we get on that part of the flashback. But now we go to the future, and we can tell it's been some time immediately because Claire is now significantly much more pregnant. She's probably oh, yeah. much more like she is now. Probably third trimester by now. Oh, yeah, third trimester. And yeah, it's almost certainly. She uh, picks up phone call and it's the palm reader and he has a plan and claire tells him hey you've been calling me for months now i'm going yep. to adoptive services tomorrow yep stop calling me doesn't even listen to his plan and hangs up so what, what did you feel about that now 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 we know even more it's been months this palm reader is reaching out is calling her home yeah. has found her phone number to let her know hey that baby you need to make sure you're the one that cares for it. Yeah, I, I mean, I think at this point you, you almost have to take him seriously. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, th- these are extreme measures he's taking to make sure that his message gets through. You know, this isn't just him taking their money. Yeah. So, so I, I mean, I, I certainly believe in him at this point, mm-hmm. even if Claire doesn't. Yeah, certainly. I, I believe in him as well. Mm-hmm. He's I, and uh, did you like that flash? Did you like this flashback scene? A long one. Did you like? Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. I, I like it, and I, it gets paid off. Like the last flashback scene. Flashback scene is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it, it pays. It makes them all even better than they were. Yeah, but, but this is this is a, a huge hook for me. This this mm-hmm. this flashback. Yeah, yeah. So now we're, we see Charlie and Claire. Uh, Charlie catches up to Claire while she's in her transit. And he kind of questions her sanity for just stomping into the jungle alone. And Claire's just offended again. I don't know why. Anything to say on that? No. Now we got some Hurley and Shannon. Uh, Shannon Rutherford, age 20. There we go. Uh, So Hurley gets her info. Boone and Shannon kind of want to know why there's a sentence being made. And Hurley kind of comments, like I said earlier. Yeah, a lot of people aren't happy about this. And he talks about uh, Claire's incident. Shannon talks about how she doesn't want to move to the cave. <laughs> the yeah. rape cave. Oh. <laughs> Does it right at Boone's face? I guess they probably had an argument about this is what I can surmise. Yeah. But uh, typical Shannon. And Boone lets him know, hey, there's a flight manifest list. We crossed the names off when you know we were dealing with the bodies which they were doing i think or at least claire had a binder when she was doing this so yeah yeah they definitely did 
And Sawyer has a well. I I apologize. <laughs> we haven't seen the next scene yet. They didn't say who has it. Is that the level of Lindelof you want to see, Mr. Sale, of appreciating the audience enough? Because in Moth, you were upset by them, you know, just showing you coming out of the cocoon. Did Did you appreciate this? They didn't say his name. Uh, I I didn't really think anything of it. I, I, yeah, I know it's super. Tiring. I just assumed it was Sawyer. So yeah, oh yeah. So now this is the only time we see Sawyer in the episode. Mm-hmm. Sawyer and Hurley. But it's a great Sawyer scene. Great Sawyer scene. Just because we know we know how Sawyer is. He's a man of game theory economics, right? This guy, he gets incentives, cons people. He's great at it. And he's just chilling. And Sawyer or Hurley sits down and as he says, he gives it to him straight. He wants the flight manifest. Sawyer, you could really use the social points right now. Yeah. So you know, give me the manifest. Uh, Sawyer does his old charming self, but he just gives it right up. <laughs> he just says yes right over there. So, do you think Sawyer's becoming more like one with the group now? Well, I, I, I had trouble with this. Like, I, I, I don't know if the, he's doing this because he thinks it's the right thing to do, or he's doing it because he wants to earn points with the group, or because I mean, really, how many people in the group are going to even know that he did this? Yeah, I know. That's what I was thinking too. Like, it's really gonna tell everyone. By the way, I got this because Sawyer gave it to me. Yeah. Oh, what a nice guy you are, Sawyer. Like, I feel like the expectation is you give it to him if you're not used. Like, what what use do you have for him? Right. Or third option, maybe he just gave it to him because he doesn't care about it. He thinks it's worthless. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah, definitely. That's what I mean. It could definitely just it could go either way. But. Yeah. So uh, I mean, I, I I wasn't like I would have loved more Sawyer in this episode, but. Uh, th- this is what we got. I don't think there's a whole lot to it. Okay. So now we go back to Charlie. Claire, Charlie offers to carry her bag, but Claire's fine carrying it. Why did you come after me? That's what Claire asks Charlie. Uh, and she goes on to say that you just want to rescue me, Charlie. Um, Char- Charlie's like, no, 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 no. You know, I just... I, I-, I can't remember... I can't remember if Charlie even gets to finish his thought or if then she starts going into contractions. But this is where Claire goes into contractions. Did yeah. Charlie get to rebuttal? I, I don't remember either. I don't have anything written down as a rebuttal, so I don't think he does. But Claire goes into contractions. Emily goes into labor. So Doesn't Charlie tell Claire that he... Oh, no, not yet. Sorry. Go ahead. Hold on. No, the, no, no, he does, he does like right here, yeah. yeah. Claire wants him to go get Jack. And he's like, no, no, no. I can do this. If I kick drugs, yeah. I can do. I can deliver a baby. And Again, then he starts... nondescript drugs. <laughs> and then he starts confessing how he was doing drugs, but he's clean now. Yeah. And he kind of gives it all up and runs. So, okay, Jack. Okay, fine. Okay, Jack. Yeah. Claire's then... like, you, you were drunk. You had to kick drugs. Get Jack. <laughs> so, this... I mean, she, she wants Jack, who's the person that she... <laughs> Was running away because of so. Yeah, this is this is not. So this isn't the final flashback because we have one more after this. Because so this yeah. is the mediation, the or what is some either some sort of their lawyer some sort of mediation. The couples. Uh, yeah, arbitration or I don't know. It's not a mediation. This is just this is like the adoption so, agency. Okay. Oh, that's, oh, okay. So it's the yeah. adoption agency just sitting yeah. there. The couples that want a child, Claire. They go, okay, 
they'll pay for your they'll bring you to Melbourne, pay for your living and medical expenses. And you know, once you have this kid and it's in their hands, you lose all rights to the kid. You know, it's their choice whether they tell uh, you about them and so on and so forth. And they even put in the dollar amount for what she'll get after the fact, which is like twenty grand. Good chunk of change. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially if she wanted to already adopt the baby. Right, and, and that's not... We don't know how much she's already gotten or yeah. will get before that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so, Claire, you know, they give her the paper. She's really iffy to sign it. And then she asks the couple if they know the Catch a Falling Star song. Mm-hmm. And she just requests that, hey, sing it to the baby. And here's... I really like this. I think you probably like this, too, right? Because mm-hmm. we know how mm-hmm. Claire feels. So good. And, and psychics and astro... Um, you know, tarot cards. Yeah. Astrology, there we go. So she does the first pen, ink doesn't work. Gets uh-huh. the gets the lawyer attorney or whatever he is, the man in the suits pen, it doesn't work. And then she's given a third pen and that's where she's just you know, Paul she gives up and storms out. And then she goes to the PR it ends with her going to the palm reader's house and asking to hear the plan. Yeah, but, she yeah, she she recants the deals she's not going to do it and she goes back there because this is a, this is a sign to her yeah but that that pen and the ink stuff oh i don't know why that, that's that's goosebumps. yeah it's good because it doesn't work like, okay then you're like is this something gonna work i i was i was because I, I forgot about the pen and the ink stuff i was like oh it didn't work <laughs> then you know is she gonna try with the third one she gives it up she uh goes to the palm reader good flashback again Oh, oh yeah, yeah So we have Charlie now. He's running through the woods and he finds Ethan. Uh, <laughs> I have in my notes here. Haha. At this point, I didn't know this is the episode where they kind of shine a light on Ethan. I guess. Oh. I, I'm not. Listen, you told me I pushed you for Saeed's wife thing, right? I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to influence your thought at all. Nah, I've I've got some thoughts about Ethan. Yeah, figured. But Charlie finds Ethan in the woods, and my notes go off. Haha, hope we are used to this very forced new character. <laughs> this is like <laughs> the third time this episode they've said his name. Third or fourth time. They said it so much. Yeah. So, Seriously. Ethan. Ah, I still love it. I think, I, I think it, it passes off as they're just trying to introduce you to a new character that's part of the roster, the way that you're saying his name. But, you know, he yeah. basically tells Ethan, you go get Jack. I'm going to go back to Claire. Peace. What were your thoughts on Ethan here? Oh, I was like, this is a huge mistake. Like, okay, so you didn't yeah, trust him. Ethan is definitely not going to Jack. And and Ethan reacts like, Claire, is she okay? Like, like he knows her. Like, um, like he, but he doesn't know her. Like, he, he like is probably the one who attacked her. Like it's, it's, it's not like his, his concern. I don't think is that she's okay. Like he has different concerns. Um, and so, so at this point, did you think Ethan attacked Claire? Or do you think it was all on Claire's side? No, at this point I thought Ethan attacked Claire. And at this point mm-hmm. I thought that um, he, there's no way he's going to get Jack. But what do you think his incentives were then? Cause you didn't, you didn't uh, realize. I have, I have, an idea about this. Well, if it was nothing related to him and the man, what do you think it was at this point would have been his incentive to do so? Okay. So I have a theory about Ethan. 
Well, a couple of theories. Okay. Well, spin me one that has to do with if right now you, you stopped watching the episode right then and there, what's one of the theories that, that applies now? Because later, obviously, get more info. That probably gives you maybe even uh, better theories. Just, okay. Right now, at this point, I'm, I'm probably just thinking, oh, well, he just doesn't, he thinks that it's going to be a problem when the baby comes. And so he's trying to get rid of the baby. Yeah, and that's not a, that is a very um, immoral decision, but is it the calculated, practical. yeah, practical yeah. solution? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's all I was thinking at this point. So I, I don't want to do my other theories yet because there's yeah, not any basis for them. Yeah, because you're, yeah. you're being ridiculous about it. Anyway. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. So. What? Right. Oh, yeah. So, so you come back. Charlie's trying to calm Claire. They're back together. And Claire says she feels or she feels like she shouldn't be here. Someone lied to her. And then we get yeah. the next flashback. And it is the palm reader gives Claire six grand. She'll get six grand when she lands in L.A. He found an L.A. couple and they will treat the baby right. They will be fine. Yeah. And Claire's like, oh, I, I don't, you know, I... I don't want to. I, I, you told me I have to care for it. And he's like, no, no, no. This will work. Please do this. Yeah. And at this time, at this time, are you thinking is the palm reader sentencing her to the island? Um. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah That's fair enough. That I think most people think of that at that time. But in case you didn't, Charlie does that deduction for you. Yeah. Which, so how did you feel about that? Do you think that was a step too far? Well, I, I thought that you know, I thought Claire's point was exactly the right one, which was you've spent the last like four months or however long it's been uh, telling me that I'm the only person who can raise this child. And now you want to push me off on this other couple, like or push the baby off on this other couple. And, and that doesn't make sense in my mind either. And, and he, I, you know, the, the idea of him recanting like that, doesn't make a lot of sense that this seems like oh no he's he's sentencing he wants her on this flight to go to the island so that the baby is far away and she has to raise the baby mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so man i wonder what evil stuff he thought would happen if she didn't raise it but uh what's it char so claire so we come back to the present briefly and it's we can tell claire's told charlie kind of everything up until this point yep. regarding the palm reader yep and so she kind of feels like the palm reader was full of it and lying. But Charlie does, you know, the deduction. Yeah. People at home probably have done is like, I yeah. think the palm reader knew. And then we see the flashback yeah. again where it's just, now they're just giving you all the info. Of the palm reader's pushing Claire. This is the one flight. She doesn't want to take the next flight tomorrow. But he's yep. like, you have to. This is the yeah. one flight you have to. This is it. They're waiting for you. You can't. You can't. You have to. Yep. And then, you know, Claire realizes. There probably was no couple in LA. That no. palm reader later. So I th- so th- this kind of ends the Claire storyline for the most. I mean, we see him a bit more, but in terms yeah. of the flashback stuff. Yeah. Uh, he also he says the name the the number of the flight twice. Flight eight fifteen. Flight eight fifteen. Yeah. So I think that we probably should store that number in our memory because it probably. 
So yeah, I really love the palm reader, and he, yeah, he does a great oh, job acting. It's great. It's great because it's when, especially when she leaves, he kind of gives the face of like he's not happy, right? It, it looks like he's made a hard decision. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, it's really good. And, and I also wonder if this is the cart before the like, if Claire never went on that flight, would that flight have crashed? Probably. But, mm, who knows? I, don't know. uh, I wonder if has this palm reader in some way caused everyone to crash? I don't know. Hmm. But he was very particular. But maybe it's like that one flight. Yeah, it's got to be Claire. that flight. Yeah, that that. Yeah, that. but maybe maybe it's the combination of that flight with Claire's what caused it to crash. Right. I don't know because we don't see Claire going on. Maybe look. Maybe if she's going into it, she like spills coffee on the pilot, and then he's in a bad mood. And this causes a chain reaction. I mm. don't know. But needless to say, Palm Reader definitely knew Claire was not going to make oh, yeah. it to LA. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, okay, are you are you ready for the the big oh, reveals? Yeah. Oh well, yeah. First, we get under one another big reveal here. We yeah. see, so we see a very quick. Yeah, that glimpse of Saeed running through the woods. I think it's just that way. I don't know. I think they could have just gone away with Saeed yeah. running through the woods and then coming to the cave or just him coming to the cave. They could have just done yeah. that. We knew Just he him was... coming to the cave would have been sufficient. Yeah, I don't know why, but the show is running through the woods. I I thought, oh, maybe they're just doing that so that way next episode, that's when he comes back. I, I didn't remember if he came back this episode. Right. But I was just like, okay, so maybe he's not coming this episode it's the night they just wanted to show they didn't forget about Saeed this whole episode in terms of yeah. his character but you know it's running through the woods and then we see Karen Charlie briefly and then actually no wait we don't even see them he, he runs right into the cave he runs into the cave yep uh and wait. yeah you're right okay yeah yep. no 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 I did get the wrong way no no I did get the wrong way so I was running through the woods then we do see Claire and Charlie again because oh, yeah. she stands back up, she feels alright, and Charlie's like, oh, it could have been stress-induced, like contractions or whatever. You should come back to the cave with me, because I remember she coaxes her back to the cave. She's like, yes. come on, you should come back. And she comes back. So, But anyway, that's, now we're done with that. Saeed arrives to the caves and collapses, and he's like, I found her. The French the, the French woman from the, the, the transmission, right? And he's mm-hmm. in a very bad shape and a bad way. And Kate and Jack help him. But Locke is just kind of observing, right? He's like, oh, whoa, right? And remember, I didn't Locke... even know Locke. Locke was in there. <laughs> Are you serious? I know, seriously, I, I didn't even notice him. Well, no, you're joking. Because he keeps panning to his face as he's looking. Really? You've got to be joking me. No, I, I'm, I'm actually not. I, I should go really, back. You should really rewatch you got to rewatch it. Because it shows him at least... Three separate shots that shows Locke. Just him in the frame. At least. It's clearly showing... Because what they're trying to show is that... Saeed's spouting on the information about the broadcast. The woman, Rousseau, right? Yeah. And Locke is never really in the know. That's he right. He could have maybe have guessed it. But now Locke certainly is now in the know that... Either... Well, he's in the know that... A, they're hiding things from yep. me in terms of info. He's also in the knowledge of... B, oh. there's someone else on the island. By the way, like this isn't the first time that Locke has been accidentally enlightened. About. Yes, yeah, that's I, yes. It was, there was another time as well. Yeah, it was when they found the dead bodies in the caves. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, I was thinking about that, and those dead bodies would not have been from Danielle's 
group. No. Which means there were people on the island even before Danielle and the French team. Mm-hmm. So they're not the first set of people there. How many people have been on this island, huh? Oh, you good? That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, you know. There's definitely been at least now three different separate groups of people that have come on this island. Right? Yeah, the people yeah. that left the dead bodies there, Rousseau's team, now this flight team. But, yeah, Saeed talked about it, and we are not alone. That's how Saeed ends up. We've seen other lock. I'm really surprised you didn't. He's surprised you didn't notice locks. They, I, gotta, I gotta go back and watch that again. Promptly, I, if you go back and watch that, you will. I'm just shocked. You didn't. No, I'm sorry. Okay, I'll, I'll stop on that. But yeah. Okay. So you go back to Charlie and Claire real quick, and the baby kicks as they walk, and uh, there's a very obvious reason why they do this, and that's to show the baby's still on miscarriage. The baby is still well and good. Yep. Which yeah, definitely. Pimentash Claire's been very stressed, but the baby's good. Yes. And now we get the biggest shock, if you want to call it. Uh, yeah, definitely the biggest shock, because oh, yeah. you can see coming. Yep. This you don't. Hurley returns to the caves. You know, well, you see him running. He's in the caves. And Jack Jack doesn't really want to hear it right now. He's, he's yeah. busy stitching up Saeed, obviously. Yeah. And Hurley goes, I, I have the flight manifest in my senses, but one of the names... My census is not in the manifest. He wasn't on the plane, and then it cuts. And it cuts to Charlie, and yeah. Claire walking, and then Ethan was just kind of standing over them and spooks them. You know, he's like, "Hello there." And Hello there. <laughs> Charlie wants to know where Jack is, and then it ends. <laughs> every greeting of every podcast from this point forward is going to be, "Hello there." Yeah. It's so creepy. A prompt, "Hello there." By the way, we're we're assuming that it was Ethan. That wasn't on the manifest. That's why. That's why I keep going. That you keep assuming this. Why are you assuming it's Ethan? I mean, I could be wrong, but I, when they cut right to him after Hurley said, "There's someone who wasn't on the manifest," so I, I'm guessing it was him. But it is an assumption, for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So now, now that now that we have the full story, what are your, some of your other theories? Okay, with Ethan. So theory, theory number one. And and this one I'm like ninety nine percent sure of. Okay. That Ethan is the one who attacked Saeed. Okay, so you, so now we have. I was going to ask you this, Mitchie. So yeah. now we have a pinned. You you've gone out. You've said the word. Ethan's the man. Ethan's that guy that yep. gave him a good clumping over the head. Yep. I know. Last week I said I thought it was a woman, but I th- I think it was Ethan. Okay. okay. That's. That's thing one. Any reason why you swapped from it being a woman? Why Why did you think it was a woman to begin with? Mask. Oh, just because Saeed said, I will find the man responsible for this. And they really emphasized oh, okay. man. So it was like, oh, that's a deliberate misleading. It's actually going to be a woman. So, um, <clears throat> but I, I'm pretty, I'm like 99% sure that it was Ethan that, that attacked Saeed. Okay. That's thing one. Thing two the fact that he said he was from Ontario uh, would indicate that he could be French. But he could be part of the French team? I think he could be part of the French team, um, but I, I'm less keen on that. Okay, that's fine. And, but, but I'd say that i put the odds of that at about mm, 27%. Okay, really? Okay. Very specific. Yeah. Um, and then this is my this is my long shot. 
this is my Hail Mary. Like if I get this right, it's a mic drop. I probably never gonna watch the show again. So I'm very intrigued though. <laughs> if you get this right, I will I'll, we gotta end the podcast eventually then. Okay. If I if I'm right on this, I mean seriously, then I think I might be the psychic. Do you want me to tell you if you're right? I'm assuming. That. No, I don't want you yeah, to tell yeah, me. Okay, okay. Okay. I think there is a non-zero chance. There is a possibility that there's some timey wimey stuff going on here, and that Ethan is Claire's son. <laughs> Whoa, that's a that is a very big long shot. It's a very big long shot. Um, this is my, my reasoning behind that uh, is because he seems very interested in Claire specifically. Um, uh, Locke in his little tarot card reading in the dream, you know, said he was your responsibility, uh, but you gave him up and now we all have, now we'll all pay the price. So it seems like Ethan could be a threat to everyone. And so there's that also, if he was inside Claire, he wouldn't be on the flight manifest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, well, I want to hit you with this one. All right, that's another theory. Uh, hopefully, you still remember parts of last episode. I know you didn't like it all that much, but you did like the side story part. Oh yeah. And what was spouted in that was Rousseau's um, worry or thought of the others. Mm-hmm. These whispers in the jungle. And at the very end, Saeed heard whispers, but we couldn't tell if that was just because of all the stuff happening to him. You know, a lot of reasons why he could have heard whispers. Mm-hmm. Is Ethan one of those others? He definitely, that, that's definite possibility as well, for sure. Okay. What do you think is more so, likely? Do you think it's more likely he's part of the French team that came, or is another? I think it's more like that. You're right. I think it's more like he's an he's another. Oh, okay, so you I do put, think the others are real still? Okay. I put the other. I'd put him being an other uh, at about forty eight percent. Okay. Twenty seven percent. He's the French the, team. Forty eight. He's, he's another super minuscule, less than one percent. Yeah. Whatever. Well, it's amounted to one percent that okay. he's done. So what are all those other? Is that just other? The rest of the percentages? Yeah. Yeah, that's something I haven't thought of. Okay. So okay. what what are we at here? 55, 75, 76%. There's a 24% chance, right? 24% chance you're wrong. I can respect yeah, that. 24% chance that it's something I haven't thought. Higher than my 0.01% chance of being wrong. But if you want to understand that reference, you should watch the season finale of The Leftovers. But if you want to watch the season finale of The Leftovers, you should start from episode one or three. <laughs> Plugged in the other podcast. Why three? Because I don't like the first two. <laughs> the third one okay but to be clear you don't like the first two podcasts not the first two episodes of the leftovers possibly you have to watch our rankings episode of the leftovers which oh. next week oh my goodness on next week we are taking a break from the leftovers to cover the leftovers <laughs> yeah we're taking a break from new episodes of the leftovers to do an episode to do a podcast in which we rank the 10 episodes of season one from 10 to 1. Yeah, so, you know, even if you don't watch The Leftovers, you should really watch that. That would make sense. No, don't don't watch it. There'll be I'm sure there won't spoilers. be any spoilers at all. Yeah, that would probably be the most spoiler episode <laughs> of all. <though. laughs> For sure. At least if you skip to, like, the final episode, you might be able to, like, be so out of the loop that you'll be fine to watch the series still. But yeah. Anyway, 
back back on track here. So. Oh man, okay. I hope I'm right that Ethan is Claire's son. <laughs> oh man. If ever there was a mic drop. <laughs> a mic drop. You know what's really funny though is if I'm right, you're gonna accuse me of cheating. Oh, you think I'm gonna do that? That's my other prediction. That if that prediction is correct, you will accuse me of having cheated it. <laughs> well, you're gonna make any more predictions on your predictions on your predictions, Sam? I haven't gotten to that level yet. Okay, you're sleeping then, Mister Sam. I've only made predictions on my prediction. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. If there's anything else? So there, there's. I mean, this is this is an episode where you. You want to see the next one, obviously. There's. Oh yeah, so like I, I, I love this. I mean, it it pushes the plot in a direction that I was not expecting, and, and I love that because this indicates that there was some force at work in terms of the crash actually happening, and Said has alluded to that previously mm-hmm. that they are they've survived and the chance of them surviving are like non-existent so mm-hmm. the fact that they all survived is is pretty much guaranteed divine intervention but here we have this psychic putting claire specifically on this flight to get to force her to have to raise this baby <laughs> or to get the baby as far away from him as possible <laughs> i still love that idea of the baby is only bad for him. Yeah, I, I do love that idea as well. But, you know, I, I don't know how, you know, philosophical or theological or religious this, this show is going to get. But, uh, th- I mean, there are heavy implications here that this baby is like the Antichrist. Oh, yeah. This this was definitely, um, he, he was very insistent that Claire's goodness has to be influenced on this baby. Or... Yeah. Well, I don't know why. I guess he never actually said so. Which is odd. Or maybe he just can't tell from his prediction what would happen. Yeah. Or he chose not to tell her. I, I presume it's just he didn't know. I feel like yeah, he called her for months. Yeah. Or something. I mean, I, I, I kind of assume that he does know exactly what the baby is. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely next episode. A lot, a lot of things that we want to hear. How does everyone else feel about French Lady... How does whoever this mysterious person that's on the manifest? How does this get resolved? Uh, why did Ethan say hello there to Charlie, Claire? <laughs> uh, will Mike and Walt finally mend their relationship? How good is Walt at throwing knives? You don't know. Yeah, that, that those those were really at the front of my mind at the end of this episode. No. Is Sawyer part of the group? How is that Kate Sawyer? Jack Love Triangle doing. Is Rose okay about her husband whose name I forgot? The, I th- this is getting the season finale treatment. <laughs> like, how is how how is how are Boone and Shannon still at a fractious relationship or will they slowly come closer? Okay. So many questions. A lot more to do with Sun, of course. Will Sun and Michael ever become a couple? How are Sun and Jin doing? These these are questions. These are questions that will not all be answered in the next episode. No, how they so doing? This is how impressed you be of all these answers I gave you right now, or or all these questions. I mean, next not very impressed. Boom, I mean, boom, you, boom. You, you've seen the next episode, so 
Oh, so you are okay. Well, my prediction to you is that you're gonna hate the next episode. Okay. You're absolutely. If, I don't think you're gonna well, like it. If you think that I'm gonna hate the next episode because it is proven that Ethan is not Claire's son, then uh, no. No, 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 I'm gonna be just fine if I'm wrong on that. No, 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 no. It's not. It's not. It's nothing you. It's nothing you've said. Yeah, I just, I just, just you as a person, I don't think you're gonna like the episode. Okay. Not nothing personal. Because it's a Jack part. episode. I mean, that's part. I mean, that's part of the plot of the episode. But mm-hmm. you're just not gonna speaking, like that. Speaking of plot, like I, I, I love what this episode does for the plot. I love what Confidence Man does for Sawyer's character. So, like uh, th- these are the two episodes that I was really torn between. Um, because this this is really the first time we've gotten like really new information, new plot information uh, since like episode two. You know, I, you could consider what Saeed got from Danielle last episode, I guess, you could, is, is kind of new plot information. But we knew that Danielle existed. We didn't know she was alive. We didn't know why and all that. But this is completely new. That there was this psychic in Australia who knew this plane was going to crash and put Claire on it specifically because he was scared of her baby. I love putting it that way because he was scared of her baby. <laughs> I mean, I think that's the best way to put it. Like, we don't know why he was scared of her baby, but we know that he was. Uh, I still love the idea that something so tiny, like that baby grows up to write him a parking ticket. Having <laughs> <So because of> <laughs> an earth, although it's because he parks in a handicapped spot, but he's not handicapped, so he's gonna get like a $300 ticket. He doesn't want that, so he goes through having an earth to save himself $300. He gives up the 200 to save himself 300 That would be hysterical. Oh. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Is there anything else you want to comment on for this episode? No, I, I, I'm sticking with my 9 out of 10 rating and, and really. Uh, it's it's on a level with Confidence Man, but because I'm a character guy before a plot guy, I put Confidence Man ahead of it. Okay. Yeah, well, but I'm glad to hear. You know, I was getting worried when you watched Tabula Rasa because nothing was really mounting past that for you. I was like, oh, I know. I'm glad. Confidence Man did. Huh? Confidence Man yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, then it, it wasn't until episode eight. Because well, Tabula Rasa was the third episode, which was like yes. four, five, six, seven. There's four more episodes since then, right? None, yeah. of, them, none of them passing it. I guess. Moss was close, right? Mm. I can't remember. I think. I think. I mean, I, the Moth. I I gave the Moth an eight rating. I gave Tabula Rasa a nine rating. So I, I don't. Okay. Know. It was really no, okay. No, no. I, I thought okay. Yeah. So and I was getting worried about that. I remember early on, but yeah. eighth episode, tenth episode, they're the starting to rank higher. They're getting up there. That's good. Now, now confidence man is the one I gotta hope I can overtake. I, which I'm, I'm thinking not... of what you will. I'm thinking of really? what you will. I I will be. Listen, I'll say this now. This listeners, I will be impressed if you even have, if you have one of your top five still up there. That's that's the most I think you'll have. If you have any more than one of your top five still in the top five, I will be very impressed. Not impressed, but I'll be saddened, but shocked really. Like, yeah, surprised. <laughs> yeah, yeah, horrified. I think would be a better oh. word for it. Okay. Because uh, there's, it definitely goes up. All right, it's up and up and up. Well. Granted. This comes from a man that loves his event-driven stuff, but I think there's enough character there to please a man of your taste. I hope so. Yeah, me too. 
So, uh, thank you everyone for listening. Well, yeah, contact us at uh, showopperspodcast at gmail.com. Share the podcast. Uh, that's about it. Pretty blanket statement to share. I guess I guess a unique way you can share it is if, like, I don't know, libraries are probably, are libraries open right now during Corona? Mm, is there any way I, you can take out books? There might be a way think, to go. Yeah, there, there's definitely a way you can take out books. Okay, well, what you can do then is take out a book at your local library. Don't deface it. Maybe, like, get a bookmarker and write, hey, check out the Shoppers podcast and put it back in the book, return the book. I Hopefully Ooh. the librarians don't check the book. If they do check the books, maybe, like, slightly tape it onto a page with, like, some scotch. Just something light so it doesn't hurt the page. I don't want to. Yeah, just there you go. So that way, when someone else reads the book, if you do it to more books, the better. That, that, that's your unique way of sharing this that's, time. That's a pretty good one. <laughs> Thanks. I'm glad that was a good one. Uh, you know, I, I was in New York City once, and I found a folded up $100 bill on the ground. I was like, what? This is crazy. Uh, and then I unfolded it, and it was fake. Ah! It looked really real, and, and it had written on it, you know, you greedy, so and so, whatever, and and a, a, a website like findbenjamin.com or whatever it was. It was oh, like, like, this, like this is a dollar bill people pass around or something like that. So I, I never went to the website. I don't know why I never went to the website. I should have. I, I don't think it was findbenjamin.com. But anyway, um, we should do that. We should put like I've, I've had, I've found, I've gotten dollar bills that have like go to this website and then you put in like the dollar sale number and then people who've gone on that website before go on there and you know put the location of where they got it like just the city and state yeah. and like I, I remember going on there and I could see like how this bill traveled all the way up from like Tennessee yeah that's <laughs> pretty cool that's cool that is pretty cool but oh. yeah I, I, we, we should we should look into that look into what well, you just the like Robert's Listen to Showhopper's uh, podcast. Hundred dollar bills? <laughs> Not hundred dollar bills, but like no fake hundred dollar bills though. Fake yeah. hundred dollar bills or or one well the fake hundred dollar bills would be illegal. But no, no, no. You can print fake money as long as it's very. There's a lot of there's actually a lot of like rules on printing fake money, right? Okay. But as long as you make it very obviously fake, it's good. Right. Okay. Yeah, I'll just make it just like, give it the same color and stuff, and I'm sure people when they look at it go and then. We'll get, we'll get him. We'll get him. Don't worry, Mr. Sal. Nice. A good advertising campaign. But I'm, I'm sure that's not the best way to advertise to people is trick them with the hundred and then, uh, well, I'll be honest, it's probably better than a hundred bucks is our podcast. But I don't know if they'll fight, fill, especially if they don't already watch the Lost or Leftovers or don't have good taste. Exactly. You know, so. You know, for, the, for the Leftovers, we could like leave packs of cigarettes lying around. That's, now that's expensive. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, so yeah, share share the show, and I think that's about it. Uh, any closing remarks, Mister Cell? Any closing quote you'd like to give everyone? Hello there. <laughs> <laughs>